Welcome to Neo Chats, an interview-style podcast focusing on educating neonatal nurses, caring for newborns and their families, hosted by Jenna Morton. It is a project of the Canadian Association of Neonatal Nurses, a nonprofit organization committed to the health and well-being of newborns and their families. Neonatal nurses often find ourselves filling many roles for patient families, including the position of educator and information resource provider. You don't need to have all the answers to offer this type of support. You just need to know where to go to find them. And to help with that, we're joined today by Marianne Brecht. She has more than 40 years experience. She's a retired neonatal nurse. She's now playing a key role with the Canadian Premature Babies Foundation. Welcome to NeoChats. Thank you, Jenna. Yes, it's such a pleasure to have you and your wealth of knowledge. You, you understand this world. <laughs> You've been in it for a long time. What exactly are you doing now? So I am a volunteer, as you mentioned, with the Canadian Premature Baby Foundation. And my title there, I guess, is Chair of the Family Ambassador Program. And this is a new program that was initiated a couple of years ago. And essentially what we are trying to create or work on is having veteran parents or ex-NICU nurses sharing or providing the information that the Canadian Premature Baby Foundation put out with hospitals. So we actually are wanting them to become links to the NICUs across Canada. So at the moment, we do have four moms who are involved in this project um, in Alberta, Newfoundland, New Brunswick, and in Winnipeg or Manitoba. And so what they are doing is they are providing the education, the information. So in Ontario, that's pretty easy for us to do that because I have worked here in, in Ontario for the 40 years, as you say, and I know a lot of the staff, I know a lot of the NICUs. And so we have direct links and we have a, obviously a lot of parents that I've known over the years that are links but we don't have that availability across Canada. So we're working with veteran parents who have had a baby in the NICU, no staff there, and we're supporting them to link with them as well. And I also provide that support. So I will contact the healthcare professional, but it really is about parents supporting parents. Why is that so important to have that, that parent-to-parent connection? because they have in some version walked in the shoes that these parents are going through or have gone through. So this support isn't just for the families in the NICU, it's also for the families that have taken a baby home. Um, The challenge of having a preterm baby or a sick newborn doesn't disappear with the baby going home. And so these parents um, have their children are a little bit older than maybe two or three or four, and they feel ready to be able to provide that support and are able to do so. So there's a couple of things that they are involved in. And besides trying to link to the NICUs across Canada, but it's also in the Facebook live that they have. Um, This is where I get a little bit caught up in that. I never, I don't use Facebook Live. I don't do any of those things. I was always a nurse in the NICU and that's just where I was. Um, But they do, they have a Facebook page and they have a private Facebook page and it's called the Canadian Premier Support Network. 
and it has 10 moderators. So these are parents who've had a baby in the NICU. These are parents are, that are able to support parents. So essentially it's a chat room and the moderators ensure that the conversation or the information is correct. And so that is available to families. We also have an online parent support group. It's weekly on Wednesday and it is supported by um, supporting parents who are currently have a baby in the NICU or following discharge. And this is live with an expert every single Wednesday. And they also provide online individual therapy. So they offer for parents, I think it's two sessions. And this is also with an expert as well. So this is where parents can actually look on the Canadian Premature Baby Foundation website or CPBF website, where they can access this information and get into these various angles of parent support. A point that you mentioned there that I think is really important to reiterate is that idea that there are moderators within the group that I, I've been in the group. I know that when a conversation comes up and someone looks for medical advice or medical mm -hmm. discussions, it's very quickly moved to make sure that everything that's being offered is actual factual information right. and not just oh, well, I heard this old wives tale <laughs> that you get in a lot of larger parent groups that I think some of our healthcare providers might be a little like, oh, we need to make sure they get the right information. No, and that's absolutely true. What I omitted to say is these moderators have been trained. So they are, there's, a, there's an element of readiness. So we can't have them sharing their experience that might be inappropriate we can't have them sharing medical information that may not relate to anybody else. So essentially they, they are ensuring that the chat is healthy. And then if there is a concern, they will contact uh, the Canadian Premature Baby Foundation in terms of getting that information. And I actually in the past have received an email in terms of something regarding the RSV protective injections, whereas one parent, um, an, an anti-vaxxer, uh, suggested that, that these high-risk babies shouldn't get it. And so those are the kinds of things that they moderate, make sure that doesn't happen, and then we write a response. But Fabiana, the executive director, is the person that's responsible for all of that. I'm not. They just send stuff to me if they need some inform uh, current information that's medically correct. And that's the, the power of a group, like a, a, a national body for premature families, is that ability to connect with the people who have the right answers when you don't necessarily have them yourself, which is such a great resource, not only for the parents, but for healthcare providers as well to tap into. Correct. And, and you know, the other thing that also occurs for the, with the foundation is they have online Facebook live educational and support sessions every Friday and that's moderated by Fabiana, the executive director, in conversation with um, a healthcare professional or another parent that's had the ex uh, similar experiences. And all these videos and all these uh, live sessions are actually on the website. So parents can go back to, uh, to review them. Um, they have an incredible, huge number of parents accessing these videos. And these videos are all about coping, taking a baby home, as you mentioned, um, transitioning to parenting, uh, meditation, breast milk, and they are all bona fide educational sessions by healthcare professionals 
in their specific fields. And I think that this is extremely important for families because they don't, they don't know what questions to ask about going home. They don't even know what questions to ask maybe in the NICU. And they don't know what questions to ask when they're discharged. And sometimes this supports them to the next step of asking questions. So I really recommend that the healthcare professionals have a good look at this website, CPPF website, to see the information that's available to families and see the support that's available to families, to feel comfortable with being recommending this website to them. Um, because it, I, there's very little out there. The other thing that we want to make sure is that parents go to Canadian websites. We don't want them accessing, they're welcome to access other websites in other parts of the world, but Canada has different, uh, different um, healthcare policies and different kinds of support, medical information, and that's what we want. So the, 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 the foundation really wants parents to be able to access it, this, and there's also one available in Quebec called Prema Quebec, and that's for the French-speaking families. And again, they, we want them to found, those families to be directed to, to the French-speaking website. I, I don't think, although I heard a lot over my years of uh, supporting families, actually not only in the NICU and in parent education programs, but also transitioning to home. It's a very lonely experience. And now during COVID-19 and the RSV season, there's a lot of information on the website supporting families in those steps to try and protect their babies as, as much as they can. Um, and trying to sort of decrease the fear a little bit because it really, I, I, I'm not gonna take COVID-19 fear away, but I think it's really important for families to be able to follow the guidelines and of you know, decreasing the risk of infections. And that information is all on the, on the website as well. So, and it's correct and it's being checked. So again, I really recommend that everybody in the NICUs, pediatric wards, if they have preterm infants there, uh, clinics, uh, please direct the families to, to these websites. It's true. I, I've said quite a few times over the course of the pandemic that I think those of us who went through the NICU experience with preemies were, were a little bit prepared <laughs> for all of the healthcare measures that we've suddenly had to put in place in our lives. But to add on that layer of, yes, RSV season coming now, it's, it, it is a lot to try to take on and to, you know, as a healthcare provider, to try to support a family and prepare them for what they're going into. So knowing that there are so many resources and stories out there that are Canadian correct. is such a huge help. Correct. Well, the other thing about, you know, when you mentioned taking um, a baby home, I think one of the things that parents have always had a huge challenge with is um, family members and friends don't understand what you have gone through. So the parent support is there on that website, as I've mentioned. But the other thing that um, is a challenge to families is how to protect their babies and the society on a whole feels they're being overprotective. So COVID-19 has allowed society to understand about infections and hand washing. So I think it has supported parents a little bit, but on this website is a, a, a printable or downloadable letter that families can adapt, print, and share with family members or friends, relatives. And it talks a little bit about 
um, having had a preterm baby and the challenges of that baby and, the, and uh, uh, sort of some of the things families can support families with to understand a little bit better. So I think that that's another thing. You see, the thing about this website is it's a foundation created by parents for parents. So parents have gone through the experiences, as you've mentioned and you have, and how you understand that. So this information is all, it's not me. I haven't created the information. I, certainly I've been asked to contribute and then of course parents have a look at it. But the other thing on the website as well is a lot of really solid good information about decreasing the risk of RSV and winter illnesses. There's an amazing common winter illness booklet on the website that's downloadable. It talks about RSV, it talks about other viruses, it talks about immunizations, it talks about all different kinds of sort of respiratory kinds of illnesses and sort of what to look out for and next steps. There's also an infograph on there and it's downloadable. And that is extremely important for families to know about and healthcare professionals. It is printable. One side talks about the immature lungs and how that relates to the preterm infant. And the other side talks about the maternal antibody transfer that happens in the last trimester and just before that full-term baby is born and how these preterm babies don't have that. And the, the, it's significantly decreased for infants less than 36 weeks gestation, of course, more so if they're 24 weeks. And so this is also available for families to download, to be able to have in the home and to explain to family members um, there's also a podcast, I think, on, on RSV and winter illnesses. Talking about podcasts, there's a lot of other podcasts as well. And there's 16 of them, I think, aren't there, that, that you've been involved in? <laughs> You're right. There's, uh, there's 16, actually, there's 16 in season one and then four in season two. And the season two focuses more on um, those grounding techniques and meditation and, and that emotional health piece of it as the other 16 are a little bit more like you said focused on the healthcare aspects and RSV and cold season and breastfeeding and you know some really great stories too from parents and preemies who are now grown up that's right so I mean I so I think these are really really important because it's out of the voice of those who've been there and I think we have to consistently remember that um, these tools are also um, healthcare professionals can also use them in the NICU. They can draw up these videos. They can print up the winter book, winter common winter illness booklet. They can bring these things up. They can share this kind of information. And I think that this is what I want the family ambassadors to be supporting as well. But it's difficult for them um, to, I mean, there's so many level two hospitals, there's so many tertiary centers. It's really impossible for us as a foundation to reach all the healthcare professionals across Canada. So if this podcast can actually help to uh, share this information, I think it'll make a big, huge difference into how families actually cope. I think you're exactly right. I think it's it, it's such a powerful tool that we have now with technology to be able to connect people with information and with each other and to be able to to be able to share this. I'm sure it's a lot different than than some of your experience in the past in the NICU. Uh, yes. <laughs> it is. Um, it is. And and the other thing that the the uh, the uh, foundation does was two things for healthcare professionals. 
One is they actually provide a peer training program. So peer to provide peer-to-peer -peer support. So the foundation will do that and it's a workshop and that information is available on the website and all healthcare professionals can look it up and then contact Fabiana and that we will do that and I do that with her as well. I did run the uh, co-run the parent to parent support of the parent buddy program at Mount Sinai Hospital. So I now work with Fabiana on that. And then we also have had those conferences, those live conferences, because they are going to be on the website. And so last week was a lot about premature lungs and COVID-19. There was respiratory infections, uh, the impact on RSV on the healthy preterm baby. There was, I believe, a parent talking. So every five days in a row, there were, edu there were education sessions, two per day. And then there's going to be another week of it leading up to World Prematurity Day starting November the 16th. And there's going to be another five days and all those Facebook Live are going to be on the website. It's fantastic that we have that, that ability now to, to capture video and audio from these, these events and have them accessible to everyone, I think is, is so powerful and, and such a help, especially during these pandemic times. <laughs> Well, I think, you know, the isolation is incredible. Uh, taking a baby home in the winter is not, uh, any baby home in the winter, uh, full term or preterm, is even more so. It's dark, it's cold. RSV, um, they've seen their baby sick, they've seen them on ventilators or even oxygen or even having a baby in the NICU. And they are terrified. And now we have, as I said, COVID-19. And I think that we really need to focus on that because it's really, really hard to take these babies out in the winter when it's so cold. But I will add, which is totally separate to the foundation, parents do need to get outside. So in some way or another, this is, I'm wearing my other hat of the work I used to do at Mount Sinai, parents absolutely need going outside for a walk will not make a baby sick. So I think those are things that are really important. I'm sure you've got that all in your podcast. I do remember one of the things that the foundation also provide are micro grants. And they provide money to hospitals that have applied, and ICUs that have applied, to contribute to those hospitals, either running a parent group, a parent education session. It's either for maybe parking, maybe for materials, maybe for food. And it's called the micro-grant program. And so there are I, I, 19 hospitals across Canada that access this money. And they, have, they run programs according to either once a month or every week. Now, sadly, it's on hold at the moment because of COVID-19. But this might be something else that people who are listening into this may want to look up and see whether or not um, there's a possibility of them starting a parent education program or support group in their hospital. And I know that sometimes within a hospital setting, it can take a while to go through all the proper channels and the, the red tape that exists to set up something like that. And so now is a perfect time for our healthcare providers to look and see what their hospital is doing and what they can start working towards once things open up a little bit more. Absolutely. Actually, that's a really, really good idea because it really, it's not, it, it doesn't take a lot. I ran parent education programs, I don't know, for 25 years, I guess. Um, it doesn't take a lot. It takes um, a social worker or an, an, a bedside nurse. It takes somebody. It takes a room. It takes um, advertising and encouraging families to participate. 
And there's a lot of information on parent education programs, not on the website, but certainly on the um, literature, but also that, that training that I talked about, we also support in that training. And I think we're going to have to start doing some of this online, um, how to run a parent education program and things to look at and, and to think about and to consider. This has given our listeners a lot to think about and to take in in terms of where they can find some of this great information that already exists and some of what they might want to bring into their hospital if it's not already there. Thank you so much for sharing all this, Marianne. Well, I am really excited because you know something, it's all about the babies and their parents. So thank you, Jenna, for asking me to share a little bit about the CPPF, Canadian Premature Baby Foundation, which reminds me of well, one more thing, can I add? Of we course. did a survey. We did a, a survey on parent knowledge about winter illnesses and RSV. That report, there's a summary of that report that's on the website and on Prima Quebec website as well, as well as the full report. And one of the things what came across loud and clear was the incredible support of nurses in the NICU and how much knowledge and information the nurses gave and they were the number one resource for families. But there are other areas that were a little bit more of a challenge for some of the families in hospital and then taking their babies home. So that report on take home messages and suggestions that families have to support them a little better, uh, it, transitioning to home and at home is all on the, on the uh, website. So please have a look. It's the parent voice. Thanks, Jenna. Thank you so much. Marianne Bracht is a volunteer with the Canadian Premature Babies Foundation and a retired neonatal nurse. You can find links to all the information she was talking about and much more on the foundation's website. That's www.cpbf-fbpc.org or just search for Canadian Premature Babies Foundation. NeoChats is a project of the Canadian Association of Neonatal Nurses. The content producer and host is Jenna Morton. Technical production by Tosh Taylor on the Podcast Hub. For more information on the association, visit our website at www.neonatalcan.ca or our Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram pages.